Welcome, my fellow patriots. I am James, Black Conservative Patriot, and we're testing out the live function once again here on YouTube for a live stream. We've done a live premiere. We did it a couple nights ago, uh, but uh, there was something strange happening with this channel and my ability to do a live stream. So we're going to test it to see if that has been corrected. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And if it hasn't, you may be seeing this as an upload, not as a live stream. Or you may be seeing it as a delayed live stream. I understand from other conservatives and other channels that we are absolutely being decimated with our reach being halved. To put in perspective, every month it's been almost exactly 50% the average view per video. And then in the actual report and the analytics in the back office of YouTube, it tells you exactly why. And it says you had less YouTube suggested videos in the last 30 days. So that is what's happening. But we shall prevail, folks. And don't forget, that is why we have built another show called BCP Unfiltered, which is not subject to this platform. Please support our work over there at therealbcp.com. Okay, folks, we have some interesting news to go through. You know that it's by design that they're trying to destroy us and make us poor and destroy our wealth. Traditionally in history with a traditional economy based on how things have been historically before the great human experiment that has proved to be hugely successful. And I'm talking about the creation of the United States of America based on a constitution where man is free and not subject to kings and elites and in which we have the rule of law in which we have religious freedom and the right to pursue happiness and a free market capitalist system. That has brought America to become this new nation, a powerhouse and the wealthiest country in the world, and has been the blueprint for constitutions and laws and governments around the world since then. Well, in the traditional sense, historically, how things have worked out is that there has been a upper class, a nobility class, then everyone else has been serfs and poors, poor folks just trying to get by. You had some artisans and then you had some middle class merchants that were the go-between. And that was it. It literally was like a, a, a sandwich with a huge bun on each end and a few fixings in the middle. And that's what they want. Everything by design is to destroy our American wealth and prosperity and middle class. High gas prices, inflation, high interest rates, so less people can own homes, less people can travel, you can buy less things, you're eating up to your savings, you're getting more into debt. And of course, the top 1% of the 1% continue to get richer and richer. And they want to keep it that way. But luckily, we have 49 Senate Republicans and one 
uh, Democrat, Joe Manchin, who unveiled a resolution that would eliminate Joe Biden's ESG investing rule. Okay, what ESG is, is this woke idea that corporations should be looking into environmental, social governance factors in investing. So Joe Biden and the powers that be, which he represents and he's a puppet of, want to make it so that companies have to look at ESG and look at the environmental, social, and other impacts and invest with that mindset, not in the mindset of making you money, but the mindset of globalism. Of course, the rich will not have their money in these funds. They would have directed funds where they're making money. You know the, you know the richest people right now are making money on oil and gas. You know that, right? They're making money in lending with high interest rates. You know that, right? They're making money in food and fuel and all the commodities that have been driven up. You know this, right? That's how the rich become richer. But they want to make sure that the poor stay poor. President Biden is jeopardizing retirement savings for millions of Americans for a political agenda, is what Senator Mike Braun told Fox News. Braun and Representative Andy Barr led the disapproval resolution. In a time when Americans' 401k have already taken such a hit due to market downturns and record inflation, the last thing we should do is encourage fiduciaries to make decisions with a lower rate of return for purely ideological reasons. That's why we are proud to stand up against the rule for millions of Americans who depend on these funds for retirement. Now, the Biden administration had unveiled a Department of Labor proposal that would go into effect on January 30th that would allow retirement plan managers to consider ESG factors and investment decisions. And that is why this fight against it. So... Let's cheer on these 49 Senate Republicans and Joe Manchin in their move to scrap this this ridiculous retirement rule. Good news for Roger Stone, though. Is it really good news when you spend tens of thousands of dollars defending yourself against frivolous lawsuits? So um, a few days ago, Judge Amit P. Mehta dismissed all the counts against Roger Stone in a civil suit that was filed by eight members of the U.S. Capitol Police based on the events of January 6th, in which he had no involvement besides his exercise of the First Amendment. He was not there. He did not coordinate anything. He wasn't present. And yet tens of thousands of dollars later, he wins a case because the judge, an Obama judge, dismissed him from the suit. Trump has not been dismissed from that suit. Guess who's back or will be back? Roseanne Barr is going to be back with a new special called Cancel This. All right. Uh, I was under this under the uh, understanding, several people had told me this, that Roseanne Barr was or is perhaps still, I hope, a fan of this show. And it was funny because I am working on something in which I will be interviewing people. I'll give you more information about that later. I will be doing a podcast. I will be doing an interview show in 2023. We're going to be branching into different things. We have to because we can't be doing the same thing. We can't really grow the same thing and not on this platform, not under the current circumstance. So I have a list of 
famous people, household names that I want to interview either because one, I think they're interesting. Two, I think it, 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 you folks would like it. And then my initial list is of people that I either have a direct contact with or that I know someone who has a direct contact with. So Roseanne Barr uh, is on that list. I created it in the fall of last year. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I updated it, I don't know, about a month ago. I updated it again recently. And it's so funny that Roseanne Barr, who's on that list, has been on that list since last year, would now uh, is now going to be on this Fox Nation uh, documentary. And uh, she, she's doing a first she's doing a, a stand-up special, which will be released uh, in 12 days on February 13th. And then she's there's going to be a documentary about her life. So I better move quickly. Um, she might be getting a lot of press and may not want to talk to a small outfit like us. I don't know. Roseanne Barr seems like a, a pretty gracious individual. I know she's been on my friend uh, Frank's show from uh, the Quite Frankly podcast and others. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But there's other names on the, on the list I think you folks will like. And folks that you've never heard of who have fabulous information to share. Uh, and they'll be on this new project. I'll just leave it at that that I'm currently working on. Okay, folks, we got more crimes uh, from Hunter Biden on the laptop. A very obvious one. Hunter Biden never filed a FARA application. That's the Foreign Agent Registry- Registration Act where he's supposed to register that he's acting on behalf of a foreign agent. And as they're going through the laptop, they're showing tons of emails in which he actually discussed breaking Fair laws. Now, I'm going to just give you some highlights here, which are very interesting. First of all, what is an agent of a foreign principal? An agent of a foreign principal is any person who acts as an agent, representative, employee, or servant, or otherwise acts at the order, request, or under the direction or control of a foreign principal and does any of the following. So they have to work for a foreign principal, okay? He worked for Burisma, okay? Engages with the United States in political activities such as intending to influence any U.S. government official or the American public regarding U.S. domestic or foreign policy or the political or public interests of a foreign government or foreign political party. Uh, Duh, he was the son of the vice president. Use his name and influence right there. He should have registered as a foreign agent. Acts with the United States as a public relations counsel, publicity agent, information service, employer, or political consultant. That's exactly what he was doing. He set up meetings with his dad and others in D.C., in went to the White House and other places. Should have registered under that. Solicits, collects, disperses, or dispenses contributions, loans, or money, or other things of value within the United States. Represents within the United States the interest of a foreign principal before U.S. government officials or agencies. Kind of goes with the previous one, doesn't it? Despite his clear actions involving foreign activities overseas, Hunter Biden never applied for a FARA application for his work. A review of the FARA database provides no returns for Robert Hunter, Biden, or Rosemont Seneca. To put that in perspective, there are hundreds of entries for the Podesta group. 
as it were, for Paul Manafort, all uh, the, the, the latter having gone to jail and his life ruined. Okay, so the emails talk about, uh, for instance, Kofor Black. Okay, Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma. He and his buddy Devin Archer and later Joseph Kofor Black were also on the board. Hunter, an attorney, and Kofor Black, a former CIA agent, both should have known that their actions required for being an agent for companies in a country overseas should have been registered. For instance, Black signed a resolution for Burisma in 2019 related to dividend distribution. He should have known as a CIA agent that the company was foreign and engaged in foreign political activities while looking for ways to build this name in U.S. The hiring of Hunter Biden, Arch, Devin Archer, and Kofor Black is an example of this. And they're discussing how to, this, these emails, discussing prominent Ukrainians and investing. We know they worked on behalf of getting visas and things blocked, uh, uh, travel restrictions blocked for these people. And yet they never registered. By the way, Brandon Van Grack from the Mueller gang now leads the FARA unit for the DOJ. And there's no consequences for this, by the way. And remember, he resigned from the Mueller team when it was discovered that he hid Brady material from General Flynn in his case related to Farah. So, by the way, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn is one of the people on that list as well. I know Patrick Byrne. Patrick Byrne knows Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Uh, At one point, um, I communicated with Lieutenant General Michael Flynn over something very important a couple years ago, which he confirmed some things that I was looking into. I would much like to have Lieutenant General Michael Flynn involved in this new project. Well, they're not going to be involved in the project, but interview them for this new, let's call it show that I'm working on. All right, folks, we do have uh, an about face here in the FTX disclosure of those who bailed out Sam Bankman-Fried. Judge Lewis Kaplan ruled yesterday, uh, actually a a couple days ago, in favor of disclosing the names of the mysterious people who bailed FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried out of jail. Now, this is about, I said this is an about face because he had originally uh, kept those names redacted. SBF's attorneys try to keep the names anonymous after the donor signed a half a million dollar and a $200,000 bond to spring him from jail. By the way, his parents also co-signed a $250 million bond for their indicted son. $250 million bond. Wasn't it generally, I don't, I don't know much about this, but isn't it like 10% collateral? So his parents had $25 million in collateral to co-sign or at least to be part of a 25 million dollar collateralized bond for their son. Uh, the names uh, should be released by February 7th. So it may be nothing. It may be a big story. We'll see what happens. Now, folks, last night, Mike Lindell was on the Jimmy Kimmel show. I did a reaction video uh, to it. You can watch it over at therealbcp.com or on Spotify. It is uh, episode 187 of BCP Unfiltered. It's non-exclusive content. If you go over and go to uh, therealbcp.com, uh, uh, just go over to therealbcp.com uh, 
you can go and, and, and join. It's free to join the community. Go over there and join. And you can watch uh, episode 187. Uh, in that episode, there's a there's a part where Jimmy Kimmel tries to get Mike Lindell somehow entangled with George Santos and his opinion on it and what have you. I won't spoil it for you if you haven't watched it, how that conversation went. But let's talk about George Santos, the congressman from New York's 3rd Congressional District that flipped it red in November when he, defe- when he defeated Robert Zimmerman. We know last month that Santos admitted that he had lied about his education, his employment history, his Jewish background, and an interview with the New York Post. So we know that George Santos admits to have lied. Well, unlike Eric Swalwell, who was fang-fanging a fang-fang Chinese spy, unlike Adam Schiff, who lied and leaked and were kicked off the, well, were not renewed, I should say, for their positions on the intelligence community, uh, committee, excuse me, unlike the we can't talk about this person from Minnesota, a, let's just say she's a, she's a congressperson, we can't talk about her, she's protected, I talk about her, and all of a sudden I'm getting these, uh, I'm getting my, my episodes dinged for harassing, just for stating the fact that she's actually said things <laughs> uh, that are racist. But me pointing that out is racist. At least for me, other YouTubers can talk about it. I can't. I'm held to the highest of highest of standards. But we know who I'm talking about. None of those people have ever been kicked off a committee. They're just now with the GOP running things. They're just not being put back on the committee. So I guess technically they have been kicked off. Well, George Santos has actually stepped down. He is temporarily stepping down from his committee assignments until the investigations, until his conduct conclude. So say what you want to say about the guy. I have no opinion on, on him. Currently, my opinions of him are not favorable because these allegations came out and he's, he has admitted to lying. So not cool. Got to give him kudos though. He said, my sins are embellishing my resume. I'm sorry. That's what he said uh, Monday to the Post. And federal prosecutors in the U.S. are investigating George Santos' sudden wealth after the, rep, represent, the representative-elect admitted to embellishing his resume. He is in the middle of an internal house ethics probe into his claims. Now, earlier this month, he was appointed to the House Science, Space, and Technology Committee and the Small Business Committee. But now, um, he will not be serving on those two House committees, even though he was assigned to them, until everything has been sorted. No screaming and fighting and fussing and going on MSNBC and CNN crying wolf like the aforementioned congressmen and women I had mentioned were doing. You know, but, you know, we still have someone who looks like may have uh, committed a crime of marrying a too close of a family member and lying on immigration papers still serving in the U.S. Congress. But they're a Democrat, so it's okay. It's not okay, folks, but I'm saying it's treated as if it's okay. That's our two tier justice system for you. Guess what, folks? Uh, Let me just tell you what we have here. U.S. weapons that Joe Biden left behind for the Taliban in Afghanistan have turned up in Kashmir. I went through the whole list before. I'm not going to go through it again, but there's quite a few things. 
Authorities in Indian-controlled Kashmir claim that Pakistan-linked militants have been seen with M4s, M16s, and other American arms that have been recently been spotted before, that have rarely been spotted before in this decades-long conflict. Representative Mike Waltz, a former Green Beret, said it was the predictable result of the chaotic 2021 withdrawal. So, we know that uh, the, the Republicans are aiming to hold Joe Biden responsible for the FUBAR withdrawal from Afghanistan. Oh, by the way, uh, Biden is going to send another $2.2 billion in military aid, including long-range missiles. Reuters reporting, the United States is running more than $2 billion worth of military aid for Ukraine that is expected to include long-range rockets for the first time, as well as other munitions and weapons. By the way, in my next episode, uh, episode 188 of BCPN Filter, and I'm not going to cover it here, but um, a lot of news coming out about the uh, bioweapons labs in Ukraine that points back to the family of the former vice president. One of the many reasons why we see the Bidens and others totally whored out by the pimp Zelensky and getting whatever they want from us, the taxpayer. All right, so in the Trump lawsuit that people are digging into, we're finding out that Bob Woodward actually concealed key parts of months-long interviews that he had with President Trump. But guess what? Trump's people were recording the recording. Here are some of the redactions that Woodward deceptively deleted uh, from that audio. So Bob Woodward on the Washington uh, of the Washington Post, many say he's CIA. I've looked into that. I don't remember much about my investigation to that, but I don't doubt that many of the people in Washington Post and Bob Woodward are intelligence connected. But on the website, Bob Woodward says, he has the following statement, quote, the media today probably does not dig deeply enough or spend sufficient time on stories. The best way to ensure the sources will be open and honest is to treat them fairly, close quote. That is the quote that President Trump put in his lawsuit that he filed the other day against uh, journalist Bob Woodward, who profited in the suit by President Trump, alleged that he unlawfully profited from selling the audio of President Trump obtained during interviews that were supposedly used solely for Woodward's book, Rage. So there, President Trump in the lawsuit has several people that will testify that President Trump had, reg- had, had agreed to the year-long interview process for him to write just one book, just one book. The Trump tapes is a second book, therefore is a violation of that agreement of which there are several witnesses. Now, in doing this as a live stream, without showing you the graphics, I think it's a little bit tough to show you, but there are redacted parts. See, what happened was um, Bob Woodward had recorded these things and tried to sell the audio as raw audio. But Trump's people had phone recordings and other recordings of the recording and filled in the blanks in these in this lawsuit. So for instance, in interview eight, you hear Woodward say, I'm going to turn on me on my recorder, despite it being on without the president's knowledge before that. 
It had already been on. He says that, but he had already been recording. Also, President Trump's Deputy Press Secretary, Hogan Gidley, is the one who recorded the interview with Woodward from his phone and compared it to the audiobook. And when they're talking about the whistleblower and all of that having to do with Ukraine in the raw tapes that were selectively edited by Woodward, who apparently didn't know that uh, Hogan Gidley had been recording this on his phone. Once again, if you see the transcript, it's a whole bunch of things that are redacted. But where President Trump is talking about him not having read the whistleblower, not knowing much about the whistleblower and what have you, he selectively edits all of that audio out to make it seem like President Trump had more information about what Adam Schiff and the deep state was against what we're doing against him to make it look like he was trying to dig out information so that it would it would it would coincide with the whole impeachment hoax information literally redacted anything about that also redact, redacted parts of the conversation in which President Trump said that Zelensky brought up information about Schiff about uh, Giuliani and about other things in which Zelensky brought these topics up, selectively edits it to make it go along with the false narrative that President Trump was trying to go after his political opponent. opponent. Wow. Woodward, who uh, is neutral, left out the part about Adam Schiff giving false statements when, ref- when referring to the transcript, I mean, there's some redactions here, but you get the idea. You get the idea. Chris Paul of the Be Reasonable podcast and Badlands Media have published their findings of the redactions. I got to give kudos to those doing the actual digging into these things. All right, since we're talking about Ukraine, let's talk about Ukraine and Russia. The Kremlin, according to Russia Today, is offering cash bounties. Uh, Cash bounties are being offered by Russian businesses and officials for the destruction of Western military equipment in Ukraine. So it's going to lead to people enthusiastically burning them down. Essentially, burn down U.S. and NATO tanks in Ukraine and you will have a cash reward. Okay. Okay. I wasn't going to touch this, but I've got to play you for amusement purposes. A couple sound bites from the tire. Okay, this is a funeral of a man who was beat senseless and then died of his injuries a few days later by five black, absolutely disgusting police officers. How they're trying to make this a race issue is absolutely incredible. Maybe I'll comment on that. It's not a story I've been really reporting here on YouTube. But this is just too rich not to to play for you. Here is Reverend Al Charlatan making this a race issue. Well, Reverend Al, you don't understand. How are they going to keep crime down in the... Well, Reverend Al, you don't understand. How are they going to keep crime down in the black community and at the same time not be tough and rough? Well, they do it the same way they do it on the white side of Memphis and they keep the crime down. 
Now, I'm not familiar with Memphis, but I might upset some people here because I'm not a Southerner. I was born in New York. I was born in Harlem and lived in California. Uh, Cal- and I lived in and I, I live in Utah now, but California, I grew up in California. California is pretty integrated. I would say California is probably the most integrated place I've ever been. I mean, I'm black. My next door neighbors are from the UK. My neighbor, the other house down, is a Mexican family. Uh, around the corner, uh, they're Asians. And I'm not necessarily in the most integrated area either. But there are other areas. I mean, I'm just saying, it's pretty integrated, but there's other areas that are even more integrated. In Los Angeles, um, in San Diego, I would say are two. In San Francisco, very integrated as well, being progressive and all. But in the South, you still have may not be mandated by law, might be tradition. I know black folk are like, I want to live among black folk. They feel more comfortable living among other black individuals. And these are middle-class folks. Fine. I mean, this is America. Live where you want to live. Live with whom you want to live. You just can't exclude other people from living in your neighborhood, right? You can't do that. But Memphis, I I imagine, is like a lot of places in the South where y'all are a little bit more segregated by race whether it's tradition or whatever, I'm not going to say why that is. It just, it is what it is. And there generally are like white parts of town and black parts of town. Now, obviously in California, you have like, you know, areas that are, that used to be predominantly like black, like South Central or whatever, but that's not like anymore. A lot of Central Americans and Mexicans. Matter of fact, I found myself in an area that used to be predominantly, considered predominantly white yesterday. And I was... Not shocked or surprised, but I, but I had noticed that an area that I had been to previously was very Central American and Mexican where it had not been before. In that area, I saw a lot of blacks and Latinos along with whites, where predominantly that area, I had not to be mostly a white area, not by segregation, just because, but you would still see people there. But even that area was even more integrated than I had seen in the past. So what Al Sharpton is saying here is that the same police department serves both white Memphis and black Memphis, but they do it differently. Down without being rough and tough. Same way they do it on the white side of Memphis. And they keep the crime down without being rough and tough. How do you have the same department and keep crime down on one side of town without beating folk to death? But you can't do it on the other side of town. Unless you feel that you can get away with it there. I can't speak for everybody in Memphis. I can't speak for everybody gathering. But for me, I believe that that man had been white. You wouldn't have beat him like that that night. So black guys beat a black guy. And the racism then is the black guys. Wow. Actually, folks, I'm going to be careful in saying this. But this is kind of a breakthrough revel- uh, 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 revelation because people have been saying on the left that blacks can't be racist, yet now they're saying that these black people were racist against a black man for beating him to death. But I thought blacks couldn't be racist. Obviously, that's false. There's no such thing as reverse racism. Racism is racism. There are good and bad people of every color. Ebony and ivory, Right? Um, I'm thinking of, anyway, think of the Joe Piscopo (laughs) 
uh, was it Eddie Murphy backwards on Alive uh, was funny that came to my mind but I digress the difference folks is cultural white people are not taught to and of course I'm making generalizations here but white Memphis I'm sure probably values police is cooperative with police is culturally taught that police are there generally to do good I'm imagining that in lots of parts of black Memphis, like lots of inner city places, there's the idea of F the police, of police or pigs, that they're the enemy and there's a disrespect and lack of cooperation. Plus, I know it's not popular to say so, but I'm going to say it, that unfortunately in the inner city, the inner city culture whether it's black or Latin or any inner city culture, but it's prevalent in the black inner city culture, is the crime, the criminal element, and the glorification of that, of the drug dealer, of the thug, of the gangbanger, or what have you. Folks, this is me airing out our laundry, but we all know it to be true, whether it's not cool to say or not. There is an over-glorification of criminals within the inner city black community. And that breeds, without any help from the police, more crime. You can make an argument for social economic status, fine. I'm going to talk about that. I'm just talking about culture. But that's a reality that is not being addressed here. And then... Al Charlatan said this. He's a gold digger and he knows he's a gold digger and he's proud of it. That's why I'm still marching. Yes, I got books out. Yes, I got a TV show, but I'm a mountain climber. I'm not going to stop till I get to the top of the mountain. You can call me names on right wing television. There we go. Got to make it about the right-wingers and racism. I'm so done with this guy. And I'm so done with all this crazy stuff. I'll be back tomorrow with more reporting. Please do me a favor. Hit the like, share, and subscribe button. Chances are, if you're watching this, you already are a subscriber. But hit the like and share buttons. Put your comments down below uh, with this video or this live, whatever, however you're watching it, however I en en end up putting this up either as a pre-recorded and you'll know if it's pre-recorded or not because there'll be a lower third right here right now saying real news every day. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you're not seeing that, that's because you're, you're watching the delayed live version. But please uh, support and please do, uh, do me a favor and also hit the uh, the links down below to my other show, BCP Unfiltered. I'm going to be doing a lot of growing on other platforms because this one is just uh, making it tougher for us. And I think it's because we're now going into the campaign of Trump and they know that this is a Trump train channel and they want to silence us as much as possible. So please support my other endeavors in the uh, places down below. Our podcast, you can listen to for absolutely for free. This, uh, th this show is on that podcast and you can listen to that for free over on Spotify. The links to everything are down below. Ciao, goodbye, God bless.